unusual couple, you know. Oh, I don't think that was ever in question. I'm Griffin. I'm Molly. And we're going into the Superverse. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our first proper episode of Into the Superverse. We're going to be discussing the first eight episodes of WandaVision. So we, at 10 o'clock this morning, started a little marathon uh, in anticipation of the series finale. It took us... So we're recording this before the finale is out. Yeah. We unfortunately have this high energy coming off of it. Now we have to wait, fortunately, not quite a week to get the resolution that we so deeply desire. Uh, But we got a lot of new perspective on the episodes after watching them again. Got to revisit some theories, see what was proven right, proven wrong. Watched it with a group Thanks to Disney Plus Watch Party. Yeah. Shout out. Worked surprisingly well after we had like one or two hiccups. Uh, Not a sponsor yet. (laughs) Yet. Disney Disney Plus. Hit us up. Uh, Yeah. After so after about four and a half hours of WandaVision content, we are ready to kind of dive into it and see what we think is going to happen in the finale because they have a billion different plot threads that they need to tie up so spoiler alert for all mcu movies and shows and for wandavision i if you have clicked on a podcast about wandavision and you have not caught up on wandavision turn it off no just pause it watch it and then come right back okay or that um, but we're going to get into it. We're going to kind of go episode episode by episode and then probably deep dive a couple of characters, um, raise some questions, try and answer some questions. Yeah. Um, but we're really interested to see how this all gets wrapped up in one more episode. <laughs> I don't know. I hope that we get like a full hour, not counting the 10 minutes of credits that they've been given us. Um, so it was, it was very interesting going back to the first episode after watching the most recent one, which is obviously a bit of a recap of everything that had happened to Wanda prior to the events of the show and then led basically into what we saw in the first episode uh, back in the 50s aesthetic. Brings it back to black and white. So what were your thoughts while rewatching episode one? Um, I didn't have actually that many thoughts during episode one because I think it's fairly tame. It's just like setting up we're in a sitcom. But so one of the people we were watching with noticed like Agnes was wearing the brooch from that she stole from the mother. Well, I don't know if it was a real mom. Or the coven mother. Um so she was wearing that, and I think almost every episode, I think I spotted it, but definitely in that first episode, which is, um, it was cool to go back and watch all the Agnes stuff in yeah. particular. So obviously this episode was more of like a framing just to let everybody know what to expect, and it didn't have that many implications for the larger story, but going back and knowing what we know that it was quote unquote Agatha all along, 
Um, but like we kind of disproved that while we were well, watching because it's also Wanda. <laughs> yeah, like it's mostly Wanda and Agatha's just there causing problems to try to goad her into, I don't know, overexerting herself or just kind of giving up her her secrets. Yeah, I mean, I think overall a big cue is what is Agatha's main goal? And that's that's the overarching question, because even after we go through Wanda's whole visceral therapy session in this last episode, we don't have the motive is not there. And I'm sure people do have their theories about maybe Agatha is not a villain per se, obviously is not being very nice and is threatening Wanda's children. But she has not done anything to harm her, really. She's just like the vibe that I got after this rewatch was that she is upset with Wanda for being this myth, the quote unquote Scarlet Witch myth, and having all of this unimaginable power and basically abusing it and just building this life for herself and, you know, controlling this whole town for her own gain. Yeah, but in the first episode, it doesn't really seem like Agatha's doing that much except for um, inundating herself into the the hearts and minds of Wanda. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she brings the food over to help with dinner, allegedly. And, She's immediately know, asking a lot of questions. Yes. Yeah. The, the only thing she really does is she, like, knocks a pot over, or she, like, drops it, and it's not even, you know. I think, well, she is wondering who's in the other room. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Or, like, if that's important. Like, I think she's just trying to figure it all out. Right. And, of course, we have all of the the sitcom hijinks. The only real notable portion of that episode is when they are having the dinner party and... Yeah. I have a lot of feelings about this. Yeah. Uh, with Mr. Hart. Mr. Hart the is boss. choking. I think that it's significant... Um, because we don't see Mr. Hart again. We see Mrs. Hart, aka Kitty from that 70s show, um, a couple of times by herself, like in the flashback of like the town, um, and also at the magic show, she's by herself and we don't see Mr. Hart again. So I kind of feel like he actually died. Um, and I feel like it's a little bit like he goaded Wanda because he was yelling at her and like kept asking questions and then... It was like kind of glitching out and she waited a long time to do anything. I do wonder, though, I mean, if she is, we see um, Kitty (laughs) alone in Westview before Wanda creates the hex. So where would he come from? Right. I mean, but yeah, we didn't see him. We don't see him again. And the the sword agents outside the hex only they can get the name and identify them, but they don't know what's happening minute by minute if Wanda is not including those quote-unquote characters in the show at the given time that they're watching. So, But you kind of think, and some of the other people we're watching with don't necessarily think that it is that telling, I guess. Yeah, I think um, that just served as maybe a reminder that Wanda is not 100% in control of everything and and it's her first realization of kind of what's happening yeah and the fact that I think when 
she has to tell Vision to help him. That's kind of a, it's a reminder to herself that she created Vision. That, yeah, Vision does not have free will, although it seems like he does later to an extent. But at that point, he wasn't really cognizant. I, I kind of feel like the the vision that we're seeing in the world is similar in a lot of ways to the original, I'll say the OG vision, because it takes a little while for Jarvis to become, you know, vision. Obviously, there's all this stuff with Ultron, but like there is like a gradual um, consciousness, yeah, yeah, I guess. for sure. That's, I guess, happening again. And I, that's, so my one question was, what is Agatha's motive? And then my other question is, what is Vision? And what can he do? Like, the powers that we see him use are very limited in the show. And are they just Wanda's powers? Or are they, like, Vision powers? Yeah. Well, what I saw was that people have theorized that the Vision in the Hex is basically a physical manifestation of the Mind Stone. So that kind of explains why he can touch people to mm -hmm. take them out of the spell. And, well, it doesn't explain everything because we never saw Vision use the super speed that he's used in the show, in the movies. Like, he's moving around like Quicksilver is. Yeah, but he does, like... Doesn't he, like, read books, like, in a second? He's like, I'll look at that. And then he's like, okay, now I know everything about metaphysics. Or Isn't there, like, a scene like I that? I think so, yeah. And I know that's more about, like, him comprehending it quickly. But... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is still a big old question mark even after we, we have the reveal that it is not <laughs> Wanda, like, re literally reanimating Vision's corpse it's like it started out as her idealized version of him, but he is becoming his own person, but only to an extent because like they are still linked and he can't exist outside of the hex. But so. in some ways, weren't they always linked because of the mind stone? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, also, I think he is getting stronger the longer the charade is going on. Absolutely. Yeah. So... I don't know. He's going to have to fight this other vision, apparently. So we'll see what. Yeah, we're really worried about all of the visions and one. <laughs> um, so I think what we'll also do for this episode is we'll just kind of talk about our what we think was the biggest reveal in every episode, because it does seem like at the end of every or during every episode, there is some sort of reveal that is happening that's giving the viewer um both the meta viewer and the real viewers um an insight into what's happening because that's like it's kind of a mystery yeah i think we've been comparing it to westworld in a lot of ways like where you're trying to figure out what's happening although in westworld you don't really in the first season of westworld you don't really know that there's going to be a trick <laughs> so now i think we're all on edge <laughs> yeah they're like slowly pulling the curtain back but i mean i, th I think the heart, Mr. Heart scene is the biggest reveal, like, and Vision not acting of his own accord, mm -hmm. I guess. And that's like the big signifier of the kind of tonal shift you can expect, which is really cool. It goes from just the entire thing, of course, keeping with the air consistency is shot 
like a sitcom and then as soon as the choking scene happens you get these really focused tightly like modern kind of horror shots um of wanda and vision and kitty when she's saying stop it and and it's like kind of laughing and she's kind of saying stop it to wanda yeah um and then after that there's not they end the episode kind of bringing it back to the sitcom phase but like oh well i guess the reveal at the end of episode one is when it pulls back to the to the real world and sword headquarters yeah um and i think episode two is where things start to pick up a little bit all right well let's get into it episode two is the magic show episode which is i couldn't believe that that was only the second episode it was so good yeah um so still in black and white (laughs) Mostly. Yeah. And Vision and Paul Bettany have really great moments here. Just getting to flex the comedic chops Are they a little different? Bit. They are different. <laughs> uh, which I loved, and it was just as fun to watch it the second time. So first we get, we were introduced to Dottie. Um, and another question I have. <laughs> I'll just keep asking questions. Um, who... Who's going to be significant of the townies, I guess we'll call them? Um, like, is Dottie going to be significant to the greater scheme of the show? Or is it just like is they're like being treated as like props by Wanda? Like, is Dottie somebody that is important? Because she has like kind of a big role, I guess, in this episode. I have a theory that they were trying to kind of tell us who we should maybe consider as being more than just a townsperson in episode eight, when Wanda is driving through Westview pre hex and we see a couple of people walking around. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe three or four of the people who are now actors that have been recurring characters throughout the series. And Dottie was not one of them. We did not see. Yeah. Those are people that she like saw and then remembered when she was making up the sitcom, like, Oh, remember that person? I'll include them like that. Those are kind of more Mm -hmm. innocuous is what you're saying. Yeah. And yeah, we don't we don't have that background for Dottie. And I'm pretty sure people on the interwebs have a number of theories on her possibly being another witch. Something about I also thought that at one point three witches. I don't know who the well, I guess it would be Wanda. Wanda. Well, because we talked about the brooch for Agnes. She's like wearing this Dottie's wearing this dress that has like. I don't know if it's a brooch or what, but like that's something like on her belt that looks like it could be similar. But I didn't know if I was just reading too much into it because we were like talking about Agnes's brooch. There's so much that could be could be something. And her some folks have talked about her blood. Yeah. When she cuts her hand on the glass, the blood is in color. It's like, why? You can can bleed in black and white. I had a theory about that, actually. So, and I was going to think, I was thinking about it in episode four, too. Um, but it almost feels like the, that the hex is protecting. I I know that they're saying like people like feel like they're in pain, but like, I do think that Wanda is somehow protecting everyone. And the moment that that happens to Dottie is when the hex is being penetrated by Jimmy Woo's character or Jimmy, that's is the, that his name. Yeah. The radio transmission. Yeah, that's when that's coming in. So it's like breaking that quote unquote fourth wall, I guess. And that's when her hand gets damaged. So it's like, that's the real world coming in. So like she's actually hurting her hand 
in real life, which is why there's real blood. Whereas Ooh. if it was happening in the show, it's not actually hurting that person. Does that make sense? Yeah. Interesting. That's just a, I just made that up. So that's based off nothing other than, and, and unfortunately because the rest is in color, we don't get to see those kind of um, hints of like what's, what's coming from the real world versus what's in the sh context of the show. Yeah. You touched on when we were watching like this idea of it's for the children again, a oh. Dottie thing. Yeah. So there's been so much talk about this because like the, the theories that have been around the show since before it aired, where it's like, it's going to be, it's going to be Mephisto. Basically the, the devil of Marvel. It's going to be Mephisto pulling the strings and, who he, is Mephisto? He's like basically the Satan figure in the Marvel universe. And people were thinking that he was pulling the strings of this whole thing in order to basically get Wanda to have children and be able to like Take consume their power. Yeah. So of course you have the, the entire episode, at least there's during the thing at the pool with Dottie, they're saying for the children. And then again, I'm pretty sure at the magic show. What well, the might, whole fundraiser is, is for, the, for the children. Quote unquote and then children. of course, at the end of the episode, she is spontaneously pregnant. Well, I also noticed that Agnes was the one that put it in her head. Like, Oh, are you going to have children or something like that? Mm -hmm. And so like in a normal sitcom, that would be like foreshadowing, like, Oh, maybe they're going to have children soon. And so I think Agnes was like, I do think it was on purpose that she's trying to put that in Wanda's head to have children. Yeah. So that's just like a hollow. Another major question mark is there's all this stuff focused on the children, and then and the fact that there's no children in the town is like another thing that we talk about. And but this, this I don't know if me, it's connected. It makes me scratch my head because that that theory did hold a lot hold a lot of water for me. But she has the kids, and now the kids are characters, and people had a bit of a thought that maybe Agatha had done something to them, but now we just see that she's just kind of has like a magic leash on them. But like, I don't, I don't see them being like used for their power. That doesn't seem to be where it's going unless there is another reveal in the finale. And maybe there is something else going on, but I, yeah, I wouldn't rule it out, but I think that the kids are definitely uh, going to be a key to whatever is going to happen after this show for sure for that for that stuff like i don't think it's gonna have anything to do with like the captain falcon like i don't think it's going to be like the key to like everything it's not like the infinity stones but i do think it's going to be really important for what marvel wants to do in the future whether it's like a young x-men thing or a young Avengers thing or whatever they're thinking about doing. Yeah. I do think the kids are going to be important for that. But as far as in the show, like it's kind of inconsistent, like, Oh, the town doesn't have any kids. Like maybe Wanda's like did that on purpose. So she's not hurting any kids, but then like there's a bunch of kids running around at Halloween and I guess they could be fake. Like they could be just, she just like kind of made them up for that episode. Yeah. And they're not know. actually kids in the town. But then what, what did happen to the kids in that I town? I don't know. Because, yeah, they it's like Vision is accusing her of something being like there's no kids. And then when Pietro shows up and he's like, oh, well, I bet you just like made all the kids stay in bed. Like no use traumatizing them. 
and she's like she seems to like cop to it because she's like oh like you don't think that's a bad thing to do and i'm like but she doesn't even know (laughs) what she's done really she doesn't know how powerful what she did is Mm -hmm. like i don't think she even knows about the things happening on the edge of town when agnes is like you have people running around doing their normal life like miles away. And I think that's brand new information. Like, I don't think she's consciously, and she even says that to Vision, like, I can't be like making dentist appointments for people. Like, I do think it's all, that part is subconscious or unconscious or yeah, whatever. I think you're right. Um, which is cool. But like, it, we're also like not sure what's red herrings and what we should be like paying attention to. So we're just paying attention to everything. <laughs> And I don't think it's all going to get resolved in the finale. It can't. It can't. And, like, it's totally their prerogative, and it's good to leave some things up to the imagination because it's never fun when everything gets explained. Yeah. But right now there's a trillion different things flying around, and I just hope a couple of them get nailed down. Okay, the um, magic show. Did you have some notes about that? Because we had some questions, I think. Yeah. Um... Definitely a highlight of the show. Major question that I had was when we get treated to Agatha's theme song, we see her doing some some wiggly woos at the magic show. Some wiggly woos. Some purple. Purple wiggly woos. But I was... We, I, the entire time we were watching it, I was like, what could she possibly be doing to mess this up? Because, because we also see Wanda doing wiggly woos. Like, Vision messed everything up in that show. But he didn't even mess things up. He was He's, just doing... Like, he just lifted himself into the air yeah, or did the hat right. thing. Like, Agatha did not need to influence this. It so didn't I, seem like she... Yeah, she had any bearing on it. So, like, why was that? What is she <laughs> controlling... Which actually brought me to the Dottie. I forgot to say this when we're talking about Dottie. I think, this is another Molly theory, not based off anything. Um, I think that Agnes is controlling certain people in the town. Mm. Well, and we, Dottie could be one of Agnes's puppets. People? Interesting. Yeah, I mean, because we see her controlling Herb. Yeah. And he's using his hedge clippers and, well, she's controlling Pietro. But yeah, that's definitely a possibility. Which is why it doesn't feel like Dottie's playing along with Wanda's right. game. Because you wouldn't think that Wanda would want <laughs> to have to deal with someone like Dottie. Like, if you're creating your own idealized sitcom, you're not going to create someone that's an asshole to you. Yeah, or we'd have more, like, funny parts, I guess. Yeah, so, and I'm pretty sure Agatha was saying that, like, she wanted more eyes and ears on Wanda so she wouldn't get too suspicious, I guess. But, yeah, maybe. I don't know. What else? Oh, so, after the magic show, which is great, and we got the great line when, uh, Vision is meeting with the neighborhood watch and says Norm's a communist, uh, which I loved. The yeah, what's that about? I think it's just a poor attempt at a joke. I don't he think he's actually a communist. He didn't but look like he was making a joke, though. I don't know. I, I don't know if it was <laughs> something real, but definitely <laughs> yeah. just like prime Red Scare stuff. I mean, yeah, of that era, episode, for sure. Mr. Hart is like, we don't break bread with bolsheviks Bolsheviks, yeah um but still a great great little tidbit 
And then at the end, we get the whole beekeeper thing. Yeah. And the rewind. Yeah. Which is like, I have questions. How does the rewind work? And furthermore, how does the broadcasting work? Who, I guess, is broadcasting this out? Because, I mean, is that just like, uh, you know, contrived for the, for the show, the Marvel show WandaVision? Or is there like a reason why Wanda or Ag- Agatha, Agnes? Why am I going? I guess it's both, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why is Agnes? Who? Who's you know putting that out there? I think. I guess Wanda. I think Wanda is. Yeah. I don't think she knows she's doing it. Yeah. But I think when, whenever we get a rewind, although like I feel like this, the seeing the rewind gives me more questions versus the times when we see what's happening and she simply censors it when the sword agents are trying to watch. Is like, I don't know. She is subconsciously broadcasting this whole thing, but when something happens that she doesn't like, unscripted. Yeah, she. And I, I wonder if. But then Agnes uses that against her. Yeah. And. Which is. Is <laughs> like, should I take that back? Uh, which is so strange and herb says it too oh so yeah like herb isn't you already said that herb is another one that agnes could be controlling yeah but the the rewind here is big because the other instances where we see her take it back there's one in the third episode i think it's the third episode uh third episode of 70s pregnancy is like asking if something's he's he's that's when he's figuring and she just like clicks it back but this one we see the sword beekeeper guy come out of the sewers and she rewinds the whole thing and we never see him again. And it's never talked about in the sword scenes, which it could just be he ended up back outside. And but it's that's kind of what I think, um, because he just goes backwards, I guess, like if it's actually being rewound. But I we also don't know who that guy was. Like, we don't really see him. Like, yeah. I guess we, they do zoom in on his face, obviously. But it's but it's but just a grunt. I mean, yeah. it's no one that really matters, but it does raise the question of, you know, time obviously works differently in the hex because there are times that it's nighttime outside, daytime on the show. It, well, and like the pregnancy it, and everything. Yeah, everything is just, it's just being bent to Wanda's will and it doesn't. It doesn't respect the laws of Which is the why world. we're going to get Dr. Strange involved. Yeah. Which and maybe just, Loki. It's it's shocking that he's not already there. <laughs> you would think that as soon as he saw that hex go up, he'd be like, um. <laughs> but it's also only been like four days. Like it's been a very short amount of time. I, I thought the same. And then I saw someone online be like, when Loki showed up on Earth in Thor Ragnarok. Like, Doctor Strange was there immediately. Yeah. To scoop him up and be like... But that's uh-uh. a sp- somebody from space coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, a bigger deal. And it was in New York. Maybe Doctor Strange just ignores everything that happens in New Jersey. Who knows what Doctor Strange is... Also, he just got back, too. He just um, re... Yeah, he's... he's whatever. still re-acclimating. From unsnapped. the... Unsnapped. Unsnapped, yeah. 
That's the other thing that's hard to keep remembering is like <laughs> the gap that it's it's only been nine days since everyone unsnapped, even though for us it's been two years since Endgame. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was. I think it's three weeks in universe. Yeah, it's, Wanda, but it's been a short amount of time. Wanda spent a couple, like a week and a half grieving, and then was like, uh, started this whole thing. So. Okay, so anything else on episode two, the 60s, the last black and white, she's pregnant at the end of it? Um, or what was the biggest reveal for you? Uh, the pregnancy. I think mine was the radio with the guy radio talking and saying specifically, who is doing this to you, Wanda? Which I think was always really interesting that everyone on the outside thought that she was being she was like kind to... of the victim of it, which we still might find that she is. Yeah, but they they really like they've shaken that up on us like four times. Yeah, I think that even though we don't have all the answers, regardless of how it all turns out, it has been really entertaining to kind of figure out what direction it's going. I'm not really following things on the internet as much as Griffin does, so Griffin will sometimes tell yeah, I get things that you read about. Things that I would have missed and theories that I never would have thought of otherwise. But even if people, you know... Even if we didn't have the internet, all of the internet speculation, like just ourselves are speculating. And I think we are groomed to find these things in TV for shows sure. now. Sure. And we knew specifically that this one was going to be playing tricks because like, why are they in this sitcom thing? Mm -hmm. So, um, so well done writers. <laughs> okay. We got to move it along. Yeah. Episode three. Move or lose it. So 70s now, yeah, pregnancy. Yeah, the, this is a great little 70s aesthetic. I was saying that Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen, of course, but they are really rocking the 70s fashion. Yeah, this is Paul Bettany's best look for sure. Um, yeah, we get the kids. We get... Let's talk about time again with sure. the babies and the pregnancy. So how long is she pregnant for? Let's say 18 the, hours. But Okay, so I have a question <laughs> first. Um... Are the baby's magic making time change or is the hex's magic making the babies have the time changing magic? Uh, Does that make sense how I just asked that? Yes, I think. Yeah, so. Like what came first, chicken it, or the egg kind <laughs> of? I don't, it could really go either way because. Because we know the babies can, or the babies, the twins can age themselves up. Right. But did they get that magic because they were born in this hex? I think so. That's my guess. I think so. I think if Wanda had actually had these twins in, in the normal world, they would not be able to do that. They that, would have powers. They would, yeah, but they would be. <laughs> she would it have would a normal pregnancy, normal. like a, a nine month pregnancy, and would grow at a normal rate. But definitely, they have this innate ability to take advantage of the fact that. They don't have to respect the rules of time. But I don't know if they'll be able to do that once they're outside of I the don't, hex. I don't think so. Yeah. Which is why I think they're going to age up one more time before the show ends. And be that's, that's how we'll see them. Um, so obviously that's the focus of this episode is the children. Mm -hmm. And, we, and also Geraldine. Get, we get Geraldine. And we also get... I know like she was we, in the last Like one. we just talked about, um, Agatha, Agnes... 
doing the whole, like, should we take it from the top? And I think, um, was that in this one? Yeah. Wait, no, that's in the next one. Oh, my bad. Yeah. I jumped to the nineties. Okay. Um, (laughs) yes. We're in the seventies. Yeah. So we're getting, we're getting a lot of Geraldine and I think I would say the biggest reveal is the fact that Geraldine was never like, I know she was under control, but it always felt like she was keeping things more at an arm's reach than some of the other townspeople. And probably because she wasn't there from the start. Yeah. And it makes sense. Cause she already had prior knowledge going into it and everyone in the town's like this all happened to them mm-hmm. at once with no warning, I guess. So, so they had no subconscious yeah. for that. So that was really, well, I, I loved what they did with, I think this was the first time that, uh, also Marvel... we'll probably <laughs> say Geraldine and Monica Rambo. Yeah. We'll switch them out. <laughs> People's criticisms of, of Wanda and how Marvel handled it was like after age of Ultron, you don't see her or hear her talk about Pietro existing or, you know, her going through her grief after his death, which obviously we get a lot of. So it was really cool to see her talk about him. And she's kind of the accent kind of comes back in this episode and she's singing like a lullaby in Sokovian. Yeah, we get one scene where Vision tries to make her that meal. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the only nod we get to her being her an actual person, really. Yeah, yeah. Like she just didn't have a lot of characterization after Age of Ultron, and a bit she had a bit to do in Civil War. But um, I think that was all that same movie, though, right? The the chicken paprika was in Civil War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Geraldine slash Monica Rambeau has absolutely no bedside manner and is just i don't know like what caused it to kind of click back into the real world but she phrases her question in the worst possible way just your brother was killed by ultron i don't think she i don't think it's that she doesn't have a bedside manner i think that she's like in this fog state and is like asking questions out loud like she's like is that right? Like, wasn't yeah. like, no, like I, I know she's, she's obviously like not conscious of it, but it is just like, God damn. Like Wanda does not need to hear this right now. She kind of does. Wanda needs a little bit of a wake up call. <laughs> Do you think that Agnes wants Geraldine to leave slash Monica? Like, Right, like Agatha slash Agnes is threatened by Monica's presence in yes. the hex. So there's the scene where the uh, the neighbor Agnes and Herb are outside, and we know later now that she has possessed Herb in this moment, which is early in the episode. He's cutting through the brick wall with the hedge clippers, and she's kind of staging this conversation with him about Geraldine and Wanda for Paul for yeah, to make vision suspicious. And she's asking vision if Geraldine's in the house and is noting that she's not from Westview and doesn't have a home or a family or anything. I don't know if she's like, I want Geraldine gone. I think, I think so. She, I think to a to a to a point, she is happy to let her 
have Wanda like question what's going on a bit because that's what she wants is to like just make everybody to rattle Wanda. But I think if like obviously later when she comes back, she's not happy about it. And I, I think she knew what was going on in there. And if things had gone too far for her own liking, she would have taken control of the situation somehow. Yeah, like I almost thought maybe Agnes is the one that like lifts the spell off Geraldine, but I don't think so. I think you can almost see, and maybe that's just the actress, Monica Rimmer, she's a great actress, so like you can kind of just see her like starting to figure things out, which doesn't feel like a spell was being lifted. I think if It would be more explicit. Well, yeah, and if Wanda had not specifically said I'm pretty sure she said Pietro. She like did. his name. And that was what clicked. Yeah. It was like, oh, this is not something from this sitcom world. This is the real world. Yeah. And if she hadn't said that, Geraldine never would have, like, woken up. Right. She would have just been going along with it. All right. So that brings us to the... Oh, oh one... Sorry. One final question about this is the stork. I feel like the stork's presence was important because it comes back when things are glitching out in episode eight. Um, and if that was Agnes is magic that brought the stork and was like being disruptive, or if that was just like pregnancy havoc glitch. I think it's one of the twins. That created the stork. Yeah. Some people, I, I read this theory and I liked it because, um, What's I get them mixed up. I can't Tommy remember. and Billy. Who is who? Tommy, Tommy can, can go, go fast. <laughs> Billy has like mind powers. Or yeah. Whatever. Some people think it's Billy, like just from the womb. But like, why? What does that stork mean to him? I don't know. But because she can't control it. That's like, why I thought it was Agnes. Magic, but I don't know why Agnes would do that. It doesn't doesn't seem like it's her M.O. I mean, it could be. She's just fucking with her, but. Well, yeah, I just didn't know because, like, it because of the Geraldine stuff, like that, the sort yeah. of almost like interrupted. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't didn't, know. and like the fact that it comes back in that later episode is the only reason why I'm really confused about it. Yeah, um, but I do think it. I think in actuality, you're right. It's probably related to her being pregnant. It probably yeah. something to do with Agnes. But um, that was the only other question before. Uh, so I've renamed episode four "Behind the Scenes," um, which. There's no need for me to rename them. They have great names, all of these episodes. But for me to personally keep them straight, episode four is the one where we get the real pullback of the curtain and we go backwards. So we get to basically rewatch episodes one through three from the outside, which is really cool. This is a very satisfying episode to watch. It starts out brutal, though, in Um, the hospital. So (laughs) I did not expect this show to delve into... Um, people coming back from the snap. I just, it did not seem like it was within the purview of what they were doing. And even though I knew um, Monica Rambo was going to be in it, I didn't know to what extent. I kind of expected this to be tackled more in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but this was a really, I mean, yes, very sad, but also it's a very good look at the chaos. But in hindsight, it makes a lot of sense because this whole thing is like, Wanda's grief mm-hmm. and obviously it's paired with Monica's but even despite that it's like real feelings about what happened yeah. with the snap yeah and obviously Vision wasn't directly related to the snap but 
yeah. essentially. Like, it's kind of a reminder of the climate that all of this show is happening in. And I think it's easy to forget that sometimes because um, uh, the only other Marvel property we've gotten post-Endgame was Spider-Man. And Spider-Man did not really... Did not address it, it. They had, like, a joke scene where the marching band came back in the middle of the basketball court. And it was... Everyone else acted like it didn't happen, which I, I really didn't like. Like, it never got talked about by the characters, which I'm like, I know it was, like, months later, but, like, come on. That is... It had such... It has such significant implications, like... The questions of how the world would recover from half of its population being erased and then coming back is an insane thing to ponder. And, like, they're never going to be able to tackle it to its full extent in the Marvel Universe. And I was saying that it reminds me of the well kind of as a as a side by side the hbo show the leftovers which was a drama about three percent i think of the earth's population just spontaneously disappearing and how that ruined so many people's lives and i think was like like a global catastrophe in its own right three percent so it is amazing that there are still this is 50 percent yeah 50 percent which is just (laughs) <laughs> it's the, it's impossible to comprehend. To, the thing that almost makes me so mad is that the only reason that it happened the way it did was because Tony Stark like basically was like I'm not doing this unless you bring everyone back but you don't affect the current world and that was like the most selfish decision because I think most people would have said bring it back to where it was and they could have done that like um the hulk bruce banner could have been like bring it like he could have snapped him and like go back five years exactly or whatever like he could have done whatever he wanted and like i totally understand where tony stark was coming from like he had a daughter and like other people also had kids born in that those five years or other good things that happened but like it was it was kind of unfair to do that to everyone and we're now stuck with those consequences. And I, I do think they they opened a can of worms that they can't put back. I will say this, though. <laughs> when Endgame was yet to come out and people were theorizing about what would happen, some people were like, oh, they're going to they're going to resnap and it'll be like Infinity War never happened. And I was That's what I thought. They I was were like, do. no, I really did not want that to happen. I was like, I don't want this stuff to be erased. Um, but which now, obviously would have made like, it but I mean, they're never going to be able to tackle it well, but the opportunity for stories is way better than is like, Oh, this never happened. Yeah. It's like, definitely more interesting now, but it's still, it's, it's just a, so sad. It's like, a mess. I think about the beginning of in game with all of those like support groups, but like now post in game, like I just, no, everybody on earth is like, permanently traumatized but let's get back into episode four well so we got the hospital stuff but i think now we're like at the edge of town where monica rambo is they're talking to the police and jimmy woo's characters introduced um and we had some questions so the police officers say that that town of westview doesn't exist that they're from eastview but like we know that westview exists because we see it in episode eight um and so we were kind of theorizing that that's part of like either wanda's magic 
like almost like if you're familiar with Harry Potter, like this whole like muggle repellent thing where it's like people forget, you know, when they're close to it that it's a real town. Or I was thinking that it was Agatha keeping people out. And like she put that spell on those those cops to try and like because she's got a plan. We don't know what her plan is, but she doesn't want people interfering with it. Like Geraldine slash Monica. I have another guess that I just came up with, okay. which is that maybe those cops were in Westview at the time. And because Wanda was doing all this stuff subconsciously, she was like, okay, you guys are not going to stay here. You're going to go outside oh, and you're going to keep everybody like- away. And she doesn't know that she did this. I just feel like that... And- I had been a proponent of, like, the selective amnesia thing, but that doesn't make any sense because we have all these other people that are spending significant amounts of time near the hex, and they don't have any of these memory issues. Yeah. So I, I do, I think it's Wanda still, just trying to keep everybody away. Yeah. I mean, Agatha... Probably, in, again, incidental. Yeah. Um, what else? So, yeah, we get... We get Jimmy Woo, we get the return of Darcy Lewis, making her triumphant return after eight years in the MCU. Uh, and I actually like her in this versus in Thor and Thor 2. Or Sorry, that Captain actress Dennings. in general. Yeah. Oh, so I this is where I came up with my little theory about, like, people aren't injured unless something from the real world is coming into the hex. And, like, that's also why I think that the Mr. Hart is actually choking and or died or dying in the first episode because that's the first time we see a glitch also is when he's injured and we don't ever see other people get hurt in the um in the show other than those times where there's a i'm just gonna keep calling it a glitch a glitch is happening um so that's kind of part of the pulling back behind the scenes yeah, this is mostly, like, exposition for the people outside the Hex, but it's a really good episode that just gives you a very meta perspective of these characters in the show, watching the show. Darcy has a line at the very end, or towards the end, where she says, someone is censoring the broadcast, which is why I was wondering if it wasn't Wanda, because she says it like that, but at this point, they don't know that Wanda's behind everything. I think it's still, because... Of course, this is happening at the same time as Jimmy being like, who's doing this to you? They still think it's it's not Wanda causing all this. It's She's being subjected to somebody's will. But I think she is just... It's Yeah, the whole censoring the broadcast thing is strange, and I don't even know if she knows she's doing it. I think it's kind of like... Is it some sort of thing about her, like, suppressing all the trauma? I think it's definitely like, yeah, I just want everything to be like a sitcom and... She even says, like, it's not that type of show mm-hmm. where people get hurt. Yeah. Ha-ha! So true. Back to Molly's theory. Damn. I didn't even think about that till just now, but but to your point, really, that, like, she wants it to go the way of a regular sitcom, yep. so I think it is part of that subconscious. Yeah, if anybody tries to mess with it, then it's just never happened. Uh, we get introduced to director Tyler Hayward, who is giant prick but we don't know that in episode four we actually think he might actually be a decent guy (laughs) he seems fine um we also and griffin you brought this up so i'll let you talk about it but the astronaut training program which could lead into something else yeah so this is well obviously this episode uh is the first mention of sword in the mcu 
Um, and I kind of found it interesting that they kind of proceed like S.W.O.R.D. is an established organization. I know, I didn't we, really like that. We don't know anything about S.W.O.R.D., but apparently they have been active since before the snap. Yeah, because Monica, what's Monica's mom's name? Maria. Maria Rambo has been like in charge of it. So like presumably since the 80s or 90s, yeah. I guess. So bit of a weird move. Like there's, I, I can't think of why we would never have heard of them. Because it's a secret and they do stuff in space. But like we yes. have had many space things. I know. So I, I don't know. <laughs> S.H.I.E.L.D. was just, they were just working completely different things. But yes, the, uh, the mention of the astronaut training program just makes me think Fantastic Four. I mean, there's no other astronauts except for J. Jonah Jameson's son, who is presumably not relevant here. Unless Venom's coming. <laughs> I think they are setting some, just teasing a bit for Fantastic Four. And I know people thought that, I mean, I, I even bought into the hype that somebody like Reed Richards, which is going to show up in this show, but. He has not yet. I do not think we will be seeing him. <laughs> I don't think they've cast anybody yet. All right, so that brings us to episode five, which is, um, I would say, Wanda's best outfit. It's the 80s. It's a lot of full house winks. Yep. Um, Olsen twin magic. This is, so this is when we get a lot of kids stuff. They go from babies to toddlers to child. Yeah. So they start, yeah, they started. It's like The Sims. It's literally like The Sims. They're like aging up. God, I never thought about it. Sims. <gasps> it's a simulation. <laughs> Even the way she designs the house, it's just like the Sims. Guys. No one thought of this theory yet. Um, they, they start as babies. By the end of this episode, they're 10 years old uh, and presumably would have been like 15 years old if Wanda hadn't stopped them from aging again after Sparky died. Yeah. Um, so in this one, I know I was talking about it before, but we get this weird instance of at the time Agnes, now Agatha, kind of, I don't, well, once again, trying to make Vision, I think it's all just trying to make Vision paranoid. And I think she's testing Wanda. Is Wanda going to go along with me if I say this? Mm -hmm. And Wanda does every time goes along with whatever Agnes says, because Wanda doesn't know what she, what or who she's controlling. Yeah, I think because she's know. not giving people orders. I don't know what Wanda thinks when this when this happens because it, if you don't know what we're talking about in the episode, um, Wanda is asking Agnes to, oh, to like watch the babies. Not or, yet. She just comes in and she's like, "What's going on?" Right. And, and Vision, they're like arguing. Yeah, Vision is a little upset and is like, "Maybe you shouldn't." hold the babies and Agnes turns to Wanda and is like, do you want me to take, take this from the top? And she like laughs it off, but vision's very like, what is going on? And Wanda tries to laugh it off too, but like, it's clearly rattling her, yeah. but she doesn't know why or how yeah. I think that's, or that, that's my, so I wonder what she's thinking. Is it like, Oh, like, <laughs> I don't know. That was a very, interesting like deconstruction that's like i think that's the first time we see someone be like self-referential to it being a sitcom or being like definitely being just actors sitcom, but the dotty thing was weird yeah but definitely just another layer being peeled back 
This is the first episode, too, where we really get the going back and forth between outside the hex and inside the hex. Yeah. So, yeah, we see Hayward's lying galaxy brain idea of sending a drone in to the hex and trying to shoot Wanda with it. But then he also, which, you know, we didn't think about when we watched it, obviously, the first time, but... Watching it again, we realize that Hayward straight up lies that and and shows these like video clips that imply that Wanda took Vision's body and even says she took his body, and that was like nine days. Ago. That's when he says the nine days ago thing. But like, not only is he showing footage that is um, sending a false narrative, but he does like literally lie. Yeah. And very slick of him and the show for pulling this one on yeah. us. Because looking at the footage that he showed, we had no reason to think that he was lying. We saw sure. her uh, wiggly wooing the door open and then breaking the glass and floating down. So it was like, okay. He's like clearly trying to create a motive for everyone there. He's got his own plan. So we also don't really know what his overall plan is other than weapons so what what's the vision called the one that he has well the cataracts yeah we just call him white vision white vision and then he also wants whatever vision wanda has created yeah and probably wanda yeah and why not he doesn't even seem interested in the children which almost feels like an oversight i think he is assuming that everything that is not wanda and wanda's vision is just fake everything else in there is uh, an illusion made by wanda that's true um so we get a lot of background on the sword stuff again and failed attempts at shutting down the situation by hayward and then we get probably the biggest surprise of the show even though we knew that evan peters had been cast um yeah, that was probably the biggest reveal of this episode. Oh, for sure, which is Wanda opening the door and seeing, well, we don't know what what or who he really is, but Evan Peters. Uh, allegedly Evan Peters playing Quicksilver. Um, and Wanda, like, doesn't know him, but does know him. That was just, like, just mind-blowing. And I don't know... They're being very coy about the implications of this whole thing. I, I'm i starting to warm to it just being like a meta stunt casting, even though I really hope that's not right. You mean Fiatro? Yes, if you will. Um, a couple other things that jump out in this episode to me. One, so Agnes kills Sparky, the yeah, dog. Rip. Which we were wondering if that was like to try and get the kids to age up to see if Wanda can bring him back. Like I think it she she's once again testing Wanda, I guess, in some way. And I think you were right in saying that it was to see if Wanda can bring him back to life. Yeah, because I think throughout the series, in one way or another, Agatha is trying to kind of she let's say she has like a list of things that witches can do and she's trying to tick the boxes of stuff that she has determined Wanda is capable of. So it sounds like Agatha in the right circumstances is capable of necromancy because she said the only yeah. reason that she didn't bring back uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson's Quicksilver is that his body was on another continent uh, with and riddled with bullet holes. Um, but 
Yeah, so it makes me wonder if it was just like a, a obviously like a small test. Like, here's a here's a dead dog. Can you bring back a dead dog if you? Which if I do think to? Wanda could have. I'm wondering if she, because of yeah, she was like, no, we can't bring people back from the dead, which. At the time when I thought she was literally just puppeting Vision's corpse around. Yeah, and an we question. thought that she brought Pietro yeah. on accident. Yeah. Or something, but... And then the other thing that I found just really heartbreaking, so right before Pietro comes in, um, Wanda and Viz are having a huge fight, and Vision is really coming to terms with what's happening and is really accusing her of you know, being behind everything and another Harry Potter reference, because if you don't know, I also co-host a Harry Potter podcast. And so there's a lot of, um, comparisons with all the magic happening, but it reminds me of somebody being brought back by the resurrection stone. And again, this is also like thinking that vision is like being brought back as a corpse, but even beyond that, like Wanda recreated him. And now like the real vision is kind of coming out and he's like, unhappy like he's unhappy from this point forward in the whole show like he doesn't feel like he belongs here he doesn't remember everything like it feels wrong almost to have vision in this way and so it just it did make me think about um people bringing people back using the resurrection stone in harry potter and it's sad okay so episode six is um halloween with Pietro. So we get we get a lot of family time here, and this is all um, Malcolm in the Middle inspired. So we kind of went to late '90s, early 2000s simultaneously, uh, and that's like definitely a big switch up from, of course, like the '50s, '60s, and the '70s, '80s style were all different, but this was definitely like the theme it felt song, more modern, and, and yeah. you had the the fourth wall breaking. Yeah. From the kids, which was big. Um, and I thought it was funny that leaving off episode five with this Pietro reveal was like a big plot development. And then we jump into this episode and he's just like there, like sleeping on the couch, just like hanging out. Which he's nothing <laughs> like the character we were introduced to in Age of Ultron. Yeah. And he's also not really like the one in the fox movies either he is he's more closer like that. to that um <laughs> from the x-men movies he's in days of future past and is he another one or just days of future past is he's, he in he's in apocalypse phoenix? and he's in dark phoenix yeah, yeah okay. he's in all of them um so i i mean we, i know we just touched on it but i think we should talk about a little bit more like what are the possibilities let's just run through them really quickly of this version of Quicksilver. So there's just that they just were like, okay, we're just going to wink to the fact that there's another Quicksilver and we're going to use the same actor and it doesn't mean anything. Yep. There's parallel universes that are being brought in. Yeah. (laughs) Which is going to have much bigger implications if that's the deal. And maybe why Doctor Strange gets involved because he's like being brought from this other world. Yeah. What else? I mean, those are the big two. It's either there is a multiverse and Agatha reached into the multiverse and yanked another Quicksilver out or it's nothing. But then if it's so if it's nothing, he 
does have powers. So where did he come from? Because it's, I don't think he's just a manifestation of Agnes. I think he is a real person. Agatha can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Agatha can't create stuff. So it has to be somebody. It's either, I I mean, I'm really hoping it's, we're going to get some multiverse exploration because otherwise it's just Agatha yanked a dude off the street who wink wink nudge nudge happens to look like the x which is bold of marvel like i don't think marvel <laughs> would do that they're very careful about keeping themselves separate from any other franchises that may be happening especially you know like things produced by sony <laughs> right. um but this this would be really bold of them to not, not to, yeah, yeah, I mean, because what they're just flexing, being like, yeah, we own Fox now; these are our characters. Next thing we know, Ezra Miller's going to show up. <laughs> <laughs> We're just like, it would be a total waste of interesting story potential to have him be nobody. I yeah. really hope they don't go that route. Plus, I don't mean to jump around episodes again, but he shows up. Again. At, in that post credit scene, so like, eh, of course, we don't see him in the last episode, but like, that's gotta we assume mean he's right. He and Monica are off fighting, or yeah, somebody has taken him. over somebody. Um, I, oh, I think um, what we what we might get from him is like, he has been, and this is my ideal theory for where they will go with this Pietro is he has been plucked out of the multiverse. He has been implanted here and immediately has no, no free will of his own. This Uh, is, it's all Agatha is immediately influencing him to do this, say this, remember this, but I feel like she doesn't know everything. Right. So when he's like, I got shot in the street for no reason and now I'm here, it's like, she is trying to implant this Quicksilver or the old Quicksilver on this one. And ideally, Agatha will lose her grip on him and we're going to have to like reckon with the fact that he is here. He used to be in another universe. And that's we have a, a billion story opportunities to go. I also think that he will be the link to if they decide to do X-Men, like obviously he'll be the link. And I think that it's interesting that he already has this connection with these kids Um, which I know what you're saying, like Agatha is controlling him, but I do think that there is this connection. If they're going to be young X-Men or Avengers or whatever their role is going to be, I think it's going to be in the same world that Evan Peters is going to be in. Yeah. Like they're all going to be in the same universe or movie or show or whatever, which I think would be great because I also love Evan Peters. So I get why Disney was like, we want him. Yeah. Snatch him up. (laughs) We'll see what else happened in this episode. We see the frozen people on the edge of town. So yeah. Vision is going off on his own. And you see people just either, one, like just doing the same action over and over again, like out in their yard. Or like they're completely frozen, not moving. But everyone's in costume. So like the world is changing around them always. But like they aren't doing anything different. And we get this commercial, which we haven't really talked about the commercials very much, but we get this commercial of people being starved to death. One of the costumes that the kids is wearing is a skeleton. 
we're very concerned that these people have not been eating for three days or however I mean, long it's been. I think we can safely assume that they're not as dark as that is. But like, but Wanda if it doesn't have the bandwidth. But if it's part of my theory is that they are somehow being protected in this dome hex. Um, that like nothing, they can't be injured unless some outside force injures them. Yeah, that's definitely... It's a nicer way of looking at it. Otherwise, she is starving entire families, yeah, which, which is... I, I, I don't think that... Like, I think that's just too much. It's too dark. It's just, like, too much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you're right that whoever she's controlling is is safe, but they are, they are stuck in a five-second loop yeah. with no end, which is why that one woman is just, like, crying. Oof, that was... Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. Um, we also get the incredible acting by Katherine Hahn in the car <laughs> with Vision. Yes. I mean, like, that whole scene is really great because, once again... It was in the trailer. She's, yeah. And people are like, what does this mean? And she's kind of exploiting the she's fact that... She's dressed up as a witch. Yeah, she's <laughs> it's pretty on the nose. But she's, once again, exploiting Vision's, like, uncertainty of what's happening. And we... Of course, we, we already had the argument between him and Wanda where he's like, I don't remember who I am or anything that happened before Westview. But it's it's we just get more confirmation of that. It's also another test. She says, you're an Avenger. And he says, what is an Avenger? So uh-huh. she's again trying to figure out what does is Vision in on it? I think a little bit, which I think she's already figured that out that he's not. But I think she's trying to test like how much does he really know about what's happening? For sure. And she got what she was looking Basically for. Basically confirms he doesn't, he is of no help to me. And, and that's. And wants him out of the way. Yeah. So the more that she can drive a wedge between him and Wanda, the better. And this is definitely a big step. And so he, we end the episode with him trying to leave town, almost dying, town getting expanded. Yeah. Everyone getting turned into, into the circus, <laughs> and that was I really liked. Of course, it was a very was like really sad on the nose, scene, the, yeah, circus. the circus. But when Vision leaves and he starts disintegrating, it was still like either way, like oh, it's it's his reanimated corpse, and it simply can't survive yeah. outside but of the hex. It's so much but darker than yeah, that. Yeah, and Billy's feeling it all. Yeah. That's the, that was also really yeah, okay, so in this episode, we get both of the twins getting their powers. Oh, yeah. So that's So that's we've got another Quicksilver, which I think is cool. And then a little, like, Billy has a little bit of what Wanda has, but it's different. He's almost like... He's like an empath. That's Halloween. And then Wanda realizes that that's Fiatra. Yeah, so... <laughs> Yeah, Puts the so F in the, PH. As if she wasn't stretched thin enough already, she expands the hex in order to save Vision. And I think that's like that's like the last straw for her. She was already at basically the extent of what she could she wasn't even she wasn't even able to control everybody in the space that she had already expanded yeah. to. So when she does it again, it's just like she is she's wrecked. Well, Which is and why we, we get the see next that episode. In the best. <laughs> and maybe it's because that's the um, sitcom we're most familiar with, like our age. But the modern family and like a little bit winks like the officer Parks and Rag mockumentary style is amazing. It's so good. And she is doing 
amazing work there. Like, it is kind of incredible to see that transformation because it is distinct and you just see her completely like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. So we're getting like, it's so cool because they, they had to wait until this scene to do like direct fourth wall breaks with Wanda by doing the, like talking to the camera confession things that they, that they do on modern family. And she's channeling is Julie Bowen. Yeah. Like one for one. And yeah, so it's the perfect opportunity to have her show a bit of vulnerability in that she's like, I can't control this anymore. Because otherwise, like... She's like, I don't have the answers. Oh, Vision doesn't want to be here. Like, whatever. I can't, I can't do anything about it. Like, she's just kind of giving up on... Everything. The, yeah, she had such a tight grip on it in the beginning, but now it's it's slipping away. And then you had, and I think probably people on the internet, and I know one of our friends also had this theory about the person that helps Monica out... Yeah. Um, with the tank or whatever. Yeah, that's a scroll. She's whatever her name is, I forget, but the one that's introduced in uh the, Captain Marvel. Yeah, the, the child scroll. Who's like friends with young Monica. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's gotta be. Otherwise that makes There's weird. a lot of heavy eye contact and it's like we're supposed to know this character even though we've never seen that woman before. And she's like, Your mom's not the only one that we have an allegiance to. Doesn't she say that? Oh Something yeah, like she that. does. Like clearly this is not just your mom. Random. We don't army only person. have loyalty to your mom. Your yeah. mom's not the only one with loyalty. Or something yeah, something like that. like that. So there's there's something deeper there. And of course, like everybody thought that, that was going to be a bigger reveal, but I think it's it's not at face value. There's more going on. There. I forgot about scrolls, so I wasn't even thinking that that was a possibility. But as soon as you said it, I was like, oh yeah, duh, because we were kind of thinking like, why are they hyping this up so much? This person that's going to help. Monica and Jimmy Woo out and it just made so much more sense after you said that because we were kind of thinking maybe this is where they're going to introduce like Reed Richards Reed Richards or someone else or, notable yeah. like that but or Dr. Sh- like we didn't know who was going to be introduced because we've been waiting for like some sort of crossover with another show or movie yeah yeah um, but I like that um and then we already kind of touched on this that Agnes is probably the one stopping Vision and Darcy from getting back to, like, the main town. They were, like, in the bus together doing their own mockumentary, which is different than uh, Wanda's mockumentary. fantastic, though. Um, So self-aware. Yeah, it's great. Uh, That almost feels like a... Like waiting for Guffman or... Some people have said Arrested Development. Oh, it is kind of like Arrested Development, yeah. Um, So, yeah, she is preventing them from getting back to Wanda because she has been biding her time and fucking with everybody to get them on their, on their heels. She's gained Wanda's trust. She has Wanda's trust. And the boys. Wanda is weak and vision is not there to help. So she is able to make a move. And honestly, she barely, she doesn't really have to do anything. She just, well, that's not true. Cause I just, skipped over the whole Monica showing up in the next thing. Monica's there. She's trying to help her. And then Agnes intervenes once again with Monica. So I do think that she sees her as a threat. And I I think maybe... Monica has powers also. Yeah, which is super cool. Love that 
Love that origin scene. She looked for her. like Storm from X Men. I know we're talking a lot about X Men, but <laughs> that was a that was a great scene. Um, and I do think Monica's presence probably drove Agatha to act a bit sooner than she would have. She like saw her out there and was like, "All right, it's now or never," because they're yeah. they're intruding on our space. I don't have that much time. I also don't know if Agatha has like a plan. So much as, like, she has a goal, we think, but, like, she's just kind of going with Wanda's flow and is waiting for the opportune moment, which I guess is what she found. Yeah. Yeah. Because it doesn't... Well, she is pulling strings, but, like, I just... Again, I don't know what her motive is, so it's hard to say. Yeah, I'm sure if we get more of an explanation on it in the finale, we could we could go back and watch the whole thing again and have yeah. a better idea, but we're working with what we have. All right, so last episode to discuss, I renamed it Memory Lane. Oh, well, we didn't really do big reveals, but I think we've been kind of talking about them, like well, fake Pietro. Obviously, the big reveal in the last episode is when she goes to the basement, which is the creepiest thing that has happened in this series. Yeah. And it's kind of like, it was cool because I think everybody kind of knew that Agnes was Agatha. That's been going around since... Since Catherine Hahn was like, yeah, even like before, people were like, "Oh, there's oh, a girl named Agnes." Agnes? Oh, it's obviously, she's obviously Agatha Harkness. Um, but they did it in a really cool way. I love the witchy layer. I think it's really cool. Friend. Just like the set. Another TV show, Charmed, Hollow. Like, come on. Of course. The Nexus. They even mentioned that. The book uh, reminded me. There's on Agents of Shield. There's a book called The Darkhold which is like a book of black magic that Ghost Rider is trying to recover. So I'm kind of wondering if they're going to take the opportunity to um, decanonize Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and just say this is the Darkhold, make their lives a little bit easier. But yeah, so she reveals herself as Agatha and we get we get that great little theme song of hers and we are kind of left at the end of that episode being like, what does this mean? And where are the twins? And like, I thought that they were in the television, like in, <laughs> Oh my God, that would have been fucking um, crazy. Spy kids. <laughs> but it doesn't get trapped in Yo Gabba Gabba. It doesn't seem to be the case, but okay. So we're now at the penultimate episode. We get to see Agnes, at the Salem Witch Trials, although not the trials that we've been told. So she's being tried by her fellow witches. Um, we get to see the creation. Well, we get to see Wanda's childhood, what happened to her parents, what happened at the Hydra Lab, how she created the town. Yeah, it's covering... Well, it's, it's kind of reestablishing her past, which... The obviously we've heard tiny pieces yeah, of yeah in Age of Ultron we got and it happened exactly as they talked about it being Quicksilver or Pietro being like yeah I pulled her under the bed and then we waited for two days for Tony Stark to kill us as she said and the bomb never went off um as it was a fluke or uh not a fluke but like a she says it it was a dud yeah well, the dud. bomb was a dud or. Agatha thinks and Wanda's not convinced that she Her performed powers. a hex on it, a probability she, like, hex, which she was like, no, but, and I don't know if we're supposed to, because obviously she did have these latent abilities that the Mind Stone 
uncovered, but I'm also... I love Agatha's theory. Yeah. It's very interesting because we get this bit of Agatha's past that they decided to reveal to us, which was that she was basically being executed by her coven for studying um, black magic. And I just don't know what I am to take away from this. So she, she did something that she wasn't supposed to and became powerful because of it. And then 300 something years later, like what has she been doing? Why is she here? This is what I've picked up on from that flashback of Agatha is that she's kind of referencing that something or someone is possessing her. And maybe that's what you're talking about. The what's the guy's name? Mephisto. Mephisto. That, and she's like, I can be good. Like I, I can control this thing. But then she does say like, I can't control it. Like when they all start to go after her. So there is something acting upon Agatha. And I think we were asking ourselves, is Agatha in some ways, not like a typical bad guy. Is she not evil? Like, is she trying to be good? And I think that she sees Wanda as the villain and is the one with the powers that needs to be stopped. And she's in, in Agatha's sitcom, Agatha's the hero and Wanda's the villain in some ways. I mean, like she's not really wrong. Like, Agatha just basically spends this entire episode scolding Wanda for using her powers to make breakfast for dinner and control an entire town full of people. And if you are looking at it from her perspective, being like, I'm a witch. I've been, I've been working at this. I've been, yeah, studying for hundreds of years and you roll up with the strongest magic that anyone has ever seen and you were just fucking creating chaos with no like TV shows. no regard for human life or just you're not like respecting the craft is almost what it feels like. Yeah. And you have to be stopped because of that. But so, I do <laughs> think that Agatha is not all good. I think that no, no. the rabbit is a person that she has transfigured into a rabbit. Another Harry Potter reference. Um, and I think that the person that she transfigured is the missing person that is what drew everyone's attention to this whole Westview thing in the first place, is that there's a missing person that's in witness protection. And I think that's Ralph, a.k.a. the rabbit, a.k.a. whoever that missing person is. Yes, I think you're right. Or if not, I don't know why that rabbit has so much screen time. The rabbit... It's they have to explain the rabbit and they have to explain the whole missing the person thing, thing. cuz that that was the whole hook for getting Monica there it doesn't it's got to be something yeah. right Do you feel like the whole sitcom thing is contrived her being like oh well, I just watched a lot of sitcoms as like a child and like that's my coping mechanism as an adult Uh a little bit I could have used without it being such like an on the nose explanation of like the suitcase full of sitcoms. But I like, I'm okay. I'm I'm willing to like, okay, comic book. It's It's a little, it's a little silly, but (laughs) I also do totally buy that Wanda does not have a single healthy coping mechanism in the books. She only knows tragedy. Right. So yes, it's, it's a bit silly and it's, it is 
pretty on the nose, but I'll take it. Also, this whole idea of, like, Wanda being the villain has been brought up multiple times. Like, Wanda in herself hates, sees herself as the villain because of what happened in Sokovia. Yeah. Um, she's been told by the Avengers that she's a villain or a likely villain that they have to keep under watch. Like, she Thanks, killed Tony. Vision, like, once. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, like, I think she, she has a lot of complex feelings about that, which is why it's, like, being manifested in this way. Yeah. She's got a lot to do, to deal with, and I think it, it helps for her to, to put it in an episodic structure. <laughs> Are there larger implications that she may or may not have created another Infinity Stone? That is a very good question. I the one that's in sitcom vision. Yeah, I mean, if she has the ability to create matter and she is intrinsically connected with the mind stone, which is not, I guess the stones still exist, but not like no one's ever going to find them again. She may or may not have created an Infinity yeah, Stone. which is a problem. Which I think we're going to find out at the <laughs> end of this episode, at the end of the show, where sitcom Vision stands, if he's still alive. I, I don't think he will be. I think that her new reality will be her and the kids. I don't, I don't see Vision sticking around, yeah, which as, is sad for Paul Bettany and for us. Yeah. As much as I love him and they could, they could do a thing where it's like that vision forms with white vision and it's like they mesh together. But I think this, it makes sense for vision story to end here. As yeah. as it is. I just don't know where they would go with him. I don't. Yeah. I feel like if they can, if they bring, if they do that meshing thing, then like, what is he what is he to her? Is he just a weapon? Like, I, I almost, if we don't have real vision, like, from before, then I don't think it's worth it, honestly. Yeah. Like, I'd rather there be no vision, because that just sucks. Right. <laughs> to put it lightly. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Wow. Okay, so that's all the episodes, and then we're going to be doing um, something at the end for all of our episodes. We'll be asking ourselves probably these two questions maybe more if we think of ones but which character would you want to be from this television show like who do you who's the best from this show do you think that you would want to be or emulate there what they have going on that is a hard question in this like universe obviously Wanda's super powerful. Like, she clearly has the best powers. Do I, it's not just powers. I'm inhabiting this person's psyche. I mean, we can say it however we want, but a little, <laughs> I think, to make it harder. Yeah, um, I guess I would want to be um, Vision before he has any... Just happy any, sitcom Vision? Just, he's just fucking chilling. I'm saying Monica Rambo. With powers, obviously. With, the, with all the trauma that that comes Yeah, with? but, like, she's such a strong person. And, like, she is that... She's... I mean, I think she's making... 
some reckless decisions, but I think overall she's healing with her grief in a healthy way. She's like, it's really hard. It's really painful. And I'm dealing with it. Like you're not dealing with it. Although, I mean, she's kind of not dealing with it in some ways, but, um, I think she's better off than Washington. She is is dealing with it. And I'm excited to see what powers she has. Also, like, I think she has like such cool things we're going to see from her. So that's who I'm saying. Okay, and then the other question is, what was our favorite or most, like, badass scene from the series so far? If you did, like, pick one scene that was your favorite. It doesn't even have to be badass. It could just, like, be... Because there weren't a lot of action scenes in this, but what's your favorite scene? I think I have mine. Well, just say yours. I'll think about it. I think it's the magic show. Yeah. Even though, like... It, it has very little implications, I would say, overall. It doesn't matter. It was really fun. My favorite might just be, and if I can kind of compile the scenes of it from different episodes, the whole thing where Geraldine is like, your brother got killed by Ultron. Because the way that you see that from see different like three perspectives. three or four different times. And they're doing, I was saying when we were doing our marathon today, I love the aspect ratio changes. And... When we see it, well, we see it once in the episode, and then when we pull back to sword, we see it again, and it's like it's pulling you from reality into the hex and in sitcom style in the hex, and then it pulls you into the hex, but not through the TV lens, and it's just, I, I was just so engrossed and gripped by how they handled that scene. Um I just, I just loved it. I feel like that epitomizes like the core of this show. It has, it's got the sitcom, uh, fourth wall meta stuff happening. It's got Wanda's powers. It's dealing with grief and trauma. <laughs> it's, got, it's, it's got everything. All right. So I, I feel like the last thing we should do is make any predictions of what's going to happen in the last episode. Let's try to see what could happen in the, I have not, like, thought to myself, how is this finale going to play out? I've only thought, here are the things that we have going into the I finale. have a lot of questions that I want answered, and I think maybe half of them will be answered. The first thing that needs to happen is we have left off with Agatha physically harming slash threatening Wanda's children. With Vision and Darcy so, supposedly on the way to they them. Are, they're on the way there. Monica so I think, and Quicksilver are somewhere yeah. nearby. The first thing that has to happen is th- Wanda and Agatha are going to clash first. We need a real action scene. Vision is going to get there to try to figure out what's happening. And I feel like before he can finish... Uh, mediating that conflict white vision vision is going to come in and everything is going to go to shit also people i think are going to start waking up as the fights are happening because the more the real she can't she has to use her power to fight both agatha i assume she's gonna end up fighting monica in some capacity we're gonna have to see monica's powers for real and i think monica will end up fighting white vision actually that's a good guess Sword will probably be like trying to infiltrate as Wanda's weakening, as the hex is weakening. They'll be trying to come in. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm very excited about this action stuff because it has been pretty low action. But if I'm being honest, the number one thing I want resolution on is the mystery stuff. So, for instance, we were talking about this missing person, whoever's this, like, rabbit, like... I want more information on Agatha. Like, I want the mystery stuff resolved, but I do think some of those things aren't going to be, and I definitely think more implications aren't going to be revealed yet. So, like, whatever's happening with the kids isn't going to be revealed. I'm guessing that the post-credit scene is going to be something with Evan Peters' character because I think, again, I think he's going to be the link to future movies. I, I don't could, know about shows, but future movies. I could see a post-credit scene if if big if uh Doctor Strange shows up, it could be him. I don't think he's going to show up. I don't I don't think so either, but I could see it if it was him being like you're not supposed to be here. He would only show up in a post-credit scene, I think. Yeah. No, Is that what you're saying? Yes, okay, yes. yeah. I, not, I could see that for sure. He's not going to pop up halfway through the episode, I don't think. Now, but. our friend Sam who we were watching the Re rerun with the reruns, um, said that there may be a secret tenth episode, and I would be so happy, so 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 happy if that was the case, because I've been saying to Griffin this whole time, are you sure there's only nine episodes? Are you sure? Because nine is such a weird number. It's either eight or it's ten so. or. I guess Bucky and Captain, not Captain, but Falcon. I always want to say Captain, Captain Falcon. Falcon. You said it earlier. I say Captain Falcon all the time because um, that's what his name is because he took the shield. So anyway, <laughs> that that's only six episodes, which is still an even number, but like nine is a weird number. I would so, love for Sam, a secret Sam, if you're listening, I hope you're right. You better be right. <laughs> I'm not going to get my hopes up over this. I know. I shouldn't either. Because right, it's just going to be... No one... This... This finale has so much to juggle that no one is going to be satisfied. There, certain things are going to be answers that people will be happy about, and other things will just be like, "What?" But I Why think it's going to be good. It, I think it'll be good, good like um, precipice or whatever, a good um, like jumping off point. Yeah, or end a good cliffhanger because we were saying we don't see this being another series, like. It, definitely not in this format. Like, if there's another Wanda-centric series, it's not going to be in the same format, obviously. Um, but it's going to be... I think it's going to be good. Because the, the whole season has been really top-notch. In ter- they've, they've really thought about things. Like, I think the writer... This has been the best written Marvel thing I've ever seen. Yeah. I can say that pretty confidently. Yeah. They would have to really drop the ball for this to be a bad finale. And I don't think they're going to do that, but I think it will be, um, it's not gonna, you know, clean cut every plot line. It's yeah. just, it, it can't. So into the Superverse, we'll continue with the finale. That'll be our next episode. So tune in next week. And then we will get into our first, the first movie of the MCU. So we'll be watching Iron Man and then we're going to pick another non-Marvel movie to watch after that. Um, so if you're not a huge Marvel person, I think we are going to talk about Fantastic Four coming up here soon, which I know technically is part of Marvel, but we're going to kind of talk about all of the Fantastic Four movies that have come out so far. Yeah. Um, and then we'll keep going with the MCU, and then I think we're going to watch the original Superman soon. Um, so we've got a lot planned, and we know that Falcon and the Winter Soldier are coming out, and so we'll probably do a couple episodes about that show. Um, so that's just what we have coming up. Um, but subscribe, 
leave us an iTunes review. Um, five stars, preferably. <laughs> Please help us. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. Um, we want other people to find the show, so that's why we're asking you to do these lovely things for us. Just, just do us a solid. Do some little Wanda magic for us. <laughs> some wiggly woos. Um, so thanks for tuning in. And until next time, I'm Griffin. I'm Molly. And we've been Into the Superverse.